Hi there. Welcome back to the Clay in the State podcast. We are flying along almost at the end of 2017. So many podcast episodes recorded this year. So much information. By now, we're like experts on everything, right? (laughs) Except this one topic that we haven't talked about yet, which we're going to get into today. And it's so basic, but it is so important. Before we jump into that, I want to introduce myself. I'm Angela Lucier. I am your host. I'm also an author, speaker, and CEO and founder of The Speaker Sisterhood, which is a network of public speaking clubs for women. And I am very excited to say that we have just enrolled our 100th member, Miss Dina Barron of New York City. So exciting to have her and all the other 99 members who are part of this movement of uh, finding their voice and being part of this growing community of amazing women. The Clam Stage podcast that you are listening to right now is all about public speaking and helping women to discover awaken and create their voice through the art of public speaking. So we cover it all. And today my guest is Elizabeth Jones, who is a style expert. She's all about personal styling and helping women to feel and look their best. So we are going to talk about how to do this on stage with your makeup, with your hair, with your accessories, with your clothes, with your shoes, because I know that this can be an agonizing experience. What colors... What are the cuts? How much makeup? What kind of accessories? Heels? No heels? She lays it all out and makes it sound very simple. And I want to give you guys a a tip. When I first started speaking, I was all over the place with my clothes. Every speaking engagement was like hours of thinking about what I was going to wear and like tights or no tights and what kinds of shoes. And it was like... It was so much work to figure out. And I've really made that whole process much easier by deciding I have a uniform when I speak. 99% of the time I wear a dress, a sleeveless dress that is like one color. It's very basic and it's just simple and usually blue or green or red and black. And I just try to keep it really simple because I'm comfortable and it's not distracting for the audience. I have one other outfit I wear that is a sleeveless button-down shirt with a tie and pants, and those are my only options. So I can take all that stress out of the equation and just wear something that I feel comfortable in. So if you're still trying to navigate how you want to come across on stage, this interview is for you. Enjoy. Welcome, everyone, to the Claim the Stage podcast. We are back for a new episode on an exciting topic that we don't talk about very often, but it seems to come up a lot. And that topic is, how do you look your best on stage? And I'm not just talking about the words you're using and the uh, facial expressions and the body language. I'm talking about what you wear and the, the makeup you wear and the accessories you wear and the colors and the patterns and how all of that comes across as you're putting your message out there. So today's episode is all about how to look your best on stage with my guest, Elizabeth Jones. Before we jump into that conversation, I'm going to share with you a little bit about her background. So Elizabeth Jones is a style expert and wardrobe consultant in the greater Philadelphia area. Elizabeth pursued a fashion merchandising degree in college and following her education, her life revolved around all things fashion. 
Elizabeth is a weekly on-air style contributor and has been seen on multiple TV networks in major publications and has partnered with many fashion brands. Elizabeth's style philosophy is that looking your best truly makes you feel your best, so why not have some fun with it? I love that. <laughs> um, Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Um, there's so much here to cover, and I want to make sure that we get to it all. I want to say hello to everyone watching on Facebook Live, and if you have any questions for Elizabeth at any point during our conversation, just write them into the chat box, and um, I'll be sure to ask them um, as we go. So Elizabeth, let's get started by just hearing a little bit about your background. Like, How did you get started in this field? I know you, you, you have a love for fashion, but Tell us how you got into this. Well, when I was young, I actually did ballet. So I spent 16 years in the ballet world, and I definitely feel like that made an, a major impact between the costumes and the storytelling. You know, I was always really inspired kind of by pretty things and stylish things. So, you know, when I was younger, I also worked retail. Um, and, you know, we would style people, style clients, and all these people would come to me and ask to hire me on the side. So it's kind of like all this creativity and skill sets organically happen to be what it is today. I love that. So what we're, we're talking about here today is how we can help public speakers to be more of themselves, but also put together and represent themselves in a way that's, you know, professional, but also maybe creative and really like represents yeah, kind of who they want to be portraying up on stage. So let's start with a couple questions about like makeup to start. You know, yeah. like, how, what would you tell women to wear and, and does it matter if it's a small venue or a large venue? I don't think it, it, it matters. I mean, you always want to pay attention to who your audience is and, you know, obviously what you're speaking about and who you're speaking to. But I would say to be the best version of yourself, especially with hair and makeup. Um, it's not a time to start something brand new. Um, if you're about to speak in front of 250 people, it's not the time to maybe try red lipstick if you've never tried it before. Um, then the whole time you're going to be overthinking and thinking, does my hair look right? Does my makeup look right? So you really want to maybe elevate your everyday look. Maybe be a little more full, but you don't want to do something you haven't done before. It just can be really scary. Um, and it's whatever makes you confident. So if you're somebody, too, that it doesn't want a lot of makeup on, you know, don't, don't wear a lot of makeup, even if somebody says you really have to have a full face, you know, there's definitely things to find a balance there. How important is it to get professional makeup? And is that ever something that's necessary versus just kind of doing your own routine? No, I don't think it's necessary. Obviously, it always makes you feel better. And I, I say if there's moments where you feel you're going to speak and you really want to be confident, it, it could be a great time to maybe get your hair and makeup done as long as they can do something that you feel confident in. Um, because why not? If you're going to invest in yourself, it's like investing in yourself, investing in you, investing in your confidence. Um, but there's so many, you know, even over-the-counter brands, I, I have a balance of too. And when I go on TV every week, we use some of those really inexpensive brands, um, you know, for my makeup as well. And it doesn't always make a major difference. Cool. And so what about, I know we, we talked about like makeup and you talked a little bit about hair. Is there a specific way that you should wear your hair on stage? Because I know for me, like if I wear it down, it can be distracting because I like I'll have a mic on and I'll have like, it'll, you know, be like. <laughs> right, <laughs> oh, right. Like, I go <laughs> just like that. <laughs> right. I, I always feel like if you can do half up, half down, it's great. 
Um, you know, if you can wear it up, that's great. I would say, just like you said, going back to the distracting or getting distracted, um, you know, you don't want to do a hairstyle too that is really distracting for the audience, which sometimes can be super intricate and fun. But um, if you can do kind of an easy updo or an easy half up, half down, I feel like it always works to get it out of your face. Just like you said, even um, often when I'm on TV, I have to wear my camera in the front. And one thing is sometimes my long hair can get in the way, it can get right on the speaker. Next thing you know, they can't hear me. So that's also something to think about too, being, you know, mic'd up and things like that. What about um, accessories? So I'm always big on what Coco Chanel has that quote that she says, you know, take one good look at yourself in the mirror before you leave the house. Uh, you don't want to overdo it with accessories, especially when you're speaking, because it can be super distracting. But I, I think that some kind of piece of your personality, whether it's, you know, a statement necklace, um, which I mean, I even have a couple here, you know, if you had something like super solid and plain on, you know, you just kind of add something pretty, that's fine. If you decided to do an earring or a watch or something like that, that's fine. Um, one thing I always say to be cautious of, and I learned it the hard way, is I had these really awesome bracelets, and they looked great, but I didn't really test them out before. So as I'm speaking, you just were dangle, 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 and it's so distracting. And I would have been so frustrated if I were the audience. Um, so just be cautious of, of those kind of things. Yeah, maybe just shake your whole body before you leave the house to make shake sure that. Shake whole body, yeah. <laughs> hopefully nothing falls off or, you know, if you're dangling too much, it's, it's not going to work. So they want to hear you. And so um, if you have something simple, you can totally do a statement necklace or a delicate necklace, something like that. Okay. And so for clothes, this is a big topic. Yeah. Is, there a, is there a general, like, here's just the thing you need to know kind of you know, umbrella statement before we jump into all the details? Um, you know, again, it goes back to make sure you're, you're true to you. It's not a time to try something super trendy or try to get something that doesn't feel like you because you want to impress other people. Uh, you need to be true to you. And I always say to go a little more simple. Uh, you know, you can add accessories, you can get things with details like on your sleeves or, you know, there's so many things you could do that feel simplistic with details so that you're the big takeaway and they're listening to you and they're not super distracted by everything you have going on. Why do you say not to try new styles when you're, when you're speaking? Well, I, I don't want to say don't try new styles, but be cautious to do something. So, you know, if you're somebody that doesn't, you know, you don't want to wear these big ruffle sleeves and everywhere you look, there's big ruffle sleeves. Um, you know, that's really big right now. You know, it might not be something that you're going to feel your best in. So don't get something just because it's trendy or it's convenient. You know, think about your style. If you're somebody more simple that, that, you know, and classic and you don't want a big ruffle sleeve, find something that's, that's true to you. Otherwise, um, I think it comes out when you're speaking, it doesn't feel authentic to who you are and, and you feel that way. And then all of a sudden, you know, your confidence goes down. Yeah. I find that I'm distracted by my own outfit because it's not like, it's not, it's not me. I'm like up there trying to be somebody else. Right. Exactly. Which is what you don't want. And I mean, it don't, it's not to say don't try trends or try things that maybe are interesting to you, but when you are speaking and you want to feel confident, you want to be you. Are there certain pieces that you'd recommend wearing on stage versus others, like types of clothing? I would definitely pay attention to necklines and, and things like that and the way the silhouettes are that's super important. Um, you know, you don't want to reveal too much. So something, you know, super, you know, super short. I always say length is really important. 
Um, you know, I don't think that there has to be a preference if you decide to wear a dress or if you want to wear a pantsuit or, if, you know, it depends on who your audience is, who you're speaking to. Um, but I definitely think to go more simple, um, if you do pattern, some people are super against pattern. I'm not. I think that if you're in a really you know, bland wall or something that you're speaking in front of, sometimes you can have a little pattern. Just be cautious that it's not too much. And if that's in your personality, definitely do it. So I think definitely pay attention to who you're speaking to and, and kind of what your background is. I think that makes a major difference too. And then those things kind of play into what you might wear. What about colors? Does that depend on the background and the space you're in too? Or are there certain colors you'd say stay away from? Yeah, I definitely think colors play a huge part. Um, pastels tend to wash a lot of people out. So I would say, you know, be cautious of pastels. I do think if you can wear color, it's great because color, it, it warms you and people get a really great energy. So for instance, like red's a great power color. And if you're talking against a white wall, I mean, it looks great. Sometimes you might be in a situation where you can only wear black um, and that's fine. Maybe you just doll it up with an accessory or something like that. But if you can wear colors, um, you know, all the like gems and the emeralds and things like that also look really great. You know, the royal blue, the forest green, things like that against, you know, a plain wall or a plain background really make you stand out. Great. And what about shoes? So with shoes, um, you want to make sure you're comfortable. Um, that That's super important because who knows how long you might be speaking for. You, again, it goes back to if you don't really wear heels that often, find a balance. You don't want to have it be that day where you're super uncomfortable. You feel like you, you, know, you can't walk around when you're presenting yourself. Um, so be cautious of that. Sometimes if you have a plain outfit too on the flip side, you know, if you're in a black dress and you're speaking and you feel like, hey, I feel kind of boring, it might be a great time to have fun with your shoes. I even picked up, um, I have these white Aldo shoes here. And when I was there, they actually had these clips that you can actually clip onto your shoes and things like that to kind of dress them up. So it could be a fun time too, even if you have solid color shoes and you're not inspired by them, um, just to kind of add a little pop or something like that. I love that idea. Um, is there a way to make the biggest impact through your appearance? Is there something that, that we can be doing that will help people just kind of like get a sense of this is my power outfit? <laughs> yeah, I know we all need power outfits. Um, I think it's, it's, it's something that has to start even before you get ready. Um, definitely, you know, stay inspired. One thing I always say is, you know, definitely read books, read magazines, go on Pinterest, pin little inspiration boards for yourself to stay true to your style. Start to learn. I, in fact, actually, I wanted to point this book out to you. Um, I just got this book because I'm always looking for different books. So this is called The Way She Wears It. And this kind of talks about being that different woman, um, you know, that always that standout woman. And it goes back to the fact that you've got to stay true to who you are and try out different silhouettes, try out different things and figure out what you feel the most confident in. Because mm -hmm. once you feel confident, you're gonna know what silhouettes, what styles, things like that. So I think it goes back to that makes you powerful. Um, you know, getting a good idea of your inspiration and who you are and being able to portray that in, in your wardrobe. So for somebody, it could be, you know, a midi dress or for somebody else, it might be a, a, a pantsuit. It depends, but you got to figure out where that is for you. Yeah. Since I've been speaking now for 
you know, almost 10 years, I've found that I have almost like a uniform that I wear for every speech. I often wear sleeveless dresses, mostly because I get so hot on stage. (laughs) Like body temperature goes up like 10 degrees. (laughs) Yeah. Right before, especially. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, I can't wear a blazer. I can't wear anything with sleeves because I'm just too hot. I feel like my, like I can't breathe. I can't move. Right. So that practical side is really important too, of just knowing yourself and what would be most comfortable just temperature wise too. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's also a great point to be cautious of that, even with shoes. So if you're somebody too, that you get like sweaty, sometimes your nerves just go crazy. You know, you want to be cautious of what shoes you're wearing because your feet could swell up. um, You could slide out of them. That's also a scary situation. Yep. (laughs) So I just want to remind everyone watching on Facebook live, if you have any questions, please uh, write them in the comment box and I'll be sure to ask Elizabeth. So Elizabeth, what are some of the biggest mistakes you've seen speakers make um, on stage from a style perspective? Um, Not paying attention to necklines, sometimes being too revealing. Sometimes I've noticed a lot of people kind of want to hide. So, you know, you're up there and you're speaking and and you're wearing all these oversized pieces. Um, It's like we lose you. We don't get to see who you are. So between hiding, between being too revealing, um, again, going back to trying too hard with trends, maybe not feeling the the same that they usually would. Um, I think it's really important, depending on what you're speaking to, to pay attention to your brand. Um, For instance, if you're selling, you know, if you're talking about vacuums, you might not want to wear the the biggest highlighter, the biggest red lip, um, you know, all those things, because maybe it's not relatable. So whatever your product is, whatever your business is, really make sure you're on brand. So yeah, that's a good point you bring up to pay attention to the content of your speech and who's in your audience too, and how your outfit kind of matches with those two yeah, things. That's- absolutely. It makes a, it makes a very big difference. I, as I mentioned, I always wear sleeveless dresses or sometimes I'll wear a sleeveless, um, like button down shirt with pants. And I spoke at a conference about a month ago and it was called women in the art of risk. And I thought, if this is a conference about risk, I'm going to wear something different. So I have a, a speaker sisterhood t-shirt I have. I cut the sleeves off. It's like a muscle t-shirt. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> and I decided to wear that for my speech. Oh, that's fun. And it was, it was something that I probably would only have worn to that conference. And it worked really well because of the theme, but I would have never worn that to like a corporate training. So it's something that right. people need to be paying attention to. Yeah. So is this the right uh, platform for this outfit? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And that, and, it, and that actually makes you have more fun too. And your personality still comes out when you're able to do something different and you know who your audience is because you are still very much on brand. Yeah. So do you have a story you can share with us about a makeover that you maybe helped someone with and how it changed the game for them? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a, a client that I've, I've been working with about a year, a year and a half now. And, you know, when she started the process, she had a bigger than life personality, like super fun, uh, super outgoing, like she was just like a shining star. And when we got to her wardrobe, you know, it wasn't bad by any means. It just like, when I met her, I didn't see it in her wardrobe. Again, it was kind of like, she was hiding, you know, the, the shirts were more oversized, the pants were, you know, more oversized. There was nothing showing her amazing personality. Um, even in like details with accessories or just maybe even knowing how to like roll her shirt and, and with her blazer, things like that, that kind of went extra. 
Um, so when we started out, I always with clients have them like do an inspiration board and get to know them. And so it's always so interesting, even in her case, how what she was saying her inspirations were, what she really aspired to be, none of that was in her wardrobe. So she felt really dull every day, which is the ultimate result. So when we did her shop session and her style session and we got her, you know, to be where she wanted to be, it was like amazing to see her transformation because she already had that outgoing larger than life personality. And then all of a sudden her confidence was just so elevated that she actually wrote me a really long email about a month or two after our first session and saying, I actually got a promotion. Um, and she's like, I never really realized how important your wardrobe can be. She said, I always thought, you know, no one really maybe cares about that that much. She said, but when I felt good in my wardrobe, I was so excited that my confidence was just like through the roof and I, I was just more outgoing at work and I was able to get a promotion that I've been wanting for a really long time. And so it was her that changed the clothes, you know, the she didn't change, but the clothing helped her. So, um, you know, it's amazing to kind of see that transformation. So what would you tell me if I was listening to this conversation right now and I went to my closet and I looked at all my clothes and felt just totally depressed by all my, <laughs> all my options. Where, how would I start changing up my, my colors or my, you know, types of clothing in order to better match my personality? Well, it starts again, going back to like the basics, going through your closet. A lot of times we just have so much stuff in there that you get lost. You go to the same exact things. I see it all the time and you forget what you have. So go back, sort through your closet, kind of work through, see what, you have gems in there. I know you do. It's just kind of getting re-inspired by them, which is where it goes back to opening some books, opening some magazines. You know, there's that great denim jacket you might have in your closet that just feels boring to you, but you know, it could go over a dress. It could go over so many things, you know, you can layer it so well. So kind of going back to the basics, um, sorting through, getting inspiration and, you know, giving yourself little tests, try something new, you know, every day. So whether it's trying the denim jacket one day and trying the black dress that's been sitting in your closet forever, try to re-motivate yourself by giving yourself different scenarios with your wardrobe. And you'd be surprised how those old gems will come back to play. Hmm, awesome. We have a question from a Facebook viewer, Heather House. She says sometimes she feels like she should amp up her makeup, like her stage makeup, so that the audience can see her expressions better. But then she feels like she looks crazy off stage. So she's wondering, is it better to wear normal makeup before and after for networking and then really quickly change it up? Or how do you kind of do that for both scenarios? Yeah, so she's exactly right, um, because this is a scenario I'm encountering, too. I actually have a photo shoot for my new website later, so I've got these big eyelashes, but you know they won't even translate later, so I totally get it. Um, and a lot of times when you're up there, it doesn't translate the same. So I have also done the same thing where I've gone on and I've had more of a full face, and then I've kind of translated it later. Um, you know, less highlighter, you know, things like that. So it's always great to elevate as much as you can when you are on stage and kind of change it up for, for networking and things like that. Um, a great place to do that is like with your eyes. Um, so maybe if you're paranoid about looking crazy when you're networking, you know, do more on your eyes versus your face. You don't really need to highlight and contour your face so much um, when you're on stage because you, you won't really see it. 
Okay, great. All right, we're going to jump into our lightning round. We have six quick questions. The number one question, our first question is, what's the number one piece of advice you have for women who want to be well-known speakers? Um, to be authentic to yourself. Find whatever it is that makes you different, that makes you stand out, because that's what people are going to relate to. Do you have any advice on how to do that? <laughs> Soul searching all the time. Um, you know, every year I feel like I get to know myself more, but you got to figure out who your, your tribe is, who your audience is, who you want to speak to. And I think once, once you do that, the more you're with that tribe and you're speaking towards them, I think organically it happens and, and you find your way. Number two, do you have a personal operating philosophy? And if so, what is it? Just to inspire, you know, women in their wardrobes, in their lives, you know, and make styling easy and fun. Easy and fun. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, what advice would you give to your 25-year-old self? Don't compare your beginnings to someone else's middle. Um, it's easy to do when you're, when you're younger and you just want to be where everybody else is and it doesn't happen overnight. What advice do you have for your 75-year-old self? To hopefully have listened to your own, my own advice um, and not everybody else and have to have lived a life that made me super happy and embrace all the moments. And if you had to pick one object to represent yourself, what would you pick? I feel like an iPhone because it's always changing, which I feel like I am. I'm always <laughs> evolving. You never, you can never say never. And you know, sometimes you have some malfunctions, <laughs> which was me today. So <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. Lastly, what does it mean to you to claim the stage? Life is your stage. So every day, I mean, live your life to the fullest. Again, going back to being authentic to you, uh, making sure nobody else takes that stage away from you. Just do what makes you happy and, and what makes you feel good. And is there anything you'd like to share with my audience, like any offers or events or cool things you're doing? I have a style newsletter. <clears throat> so in my style newsletter, I'm always giving tips and tricks and, and different fun things to also talk about events or anything upcoming. Um, I'm launching a brand new website with new services the beginning of January. So if you want to stay tuned, it would be awesome to sign up for my newsletter, my website. And what's your website? It's ElizabethJonesPersonalStyling.com. Awesome. And can we find you on social media? Oh yeah, I'm on Facebook, Elizabeth Jones Styling. I'm on Instagram, Elizabeth Jones Styling. So I'm always on social media. Perfect, yeah, I just started following you. You have really nice pictures on Instagram. Thank you, I was so excited to talk about this today. And then of course I malfunctioned like the iPhone. So. <laughs> That's all part of the process. Oh yeah, always, <laughs> yes. Um, any final words to all speakers who are trying to put their best foot forward and, and look their best at all times? Um, don't overthink it. Don't overthink. Um, start simple and, you know, build from there. Again, find your own style, find your own way and um, your confidence will shine through. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. It's great to Thank talk you with for you. having me. All right. Bye. Bye. There you have it, my interview with Elizabeth Jones. I hope you got some good nuggets to take with you and start exploring your closet and thinking about how you'd like to appear on stage. Today's episode was a production of The Speaker Sisterhood. And if you enjoyed it, I hope you will leave a review on iTunes as it helps more people to find the show. And it only takes you like two minutes to rate and review. 
Thanks so much for listening and being part of this growing podcast community. We have listeners now in 70 countries, and I want to say hello to all of you, and thanks for being here. And I hope that this show is helping you to build your public speaking skills and feel more comfortable and confident every time you speak. So that does it for me today, you guys. As always, stop waiting, start creating. I'll see you next time.